the college football experience FCS playoff show with stone Labanowitz on the sports gambling podcast network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona from boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport. WinBet is what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a thousand dollar risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is DFS simplified. All you have to do is pick your favorite player over and unders to cash in. Head over to PricePicks.com and use the promo code SGP for a hundred percent instant deposit match. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Check out the new PropSwap.com and use the promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. We're also brought to you by SoBet. Sign up to bet against your friends and join the social betting revolution at SoBet.io slash SGPN. That's SoBet.io slash SGPN. We're also brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the head-to-head matchups. Download the app today or just head over to betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. That's better fantasy, B-E-T-T-O-R fantasy.com slash SGPN. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our picks and podcasts. It's free in the Apple Store and Google Play Store. So download that thing today. Hey, what's up, you degenerate gamblers? This is Bill Burr, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, baby. Welcome. Welcome to the college football experience FCS playoff show with Stone Labanowitz. My name is Colby Swinging Database Dan, aka Pick Dundee. That's not a pick, this is a pick. Nobody knows nothing. Somebody knows. Double the price, but no one touches Dundee. Oh, yes! The college football season isn't going anywhere. We got Army Navy this weekend. We got the FCS playoffs. More importantly, a real playoff where you actually earn your way to the championship game. This is a, this is, I mean, what we got a Friday night game, three Saturday games, just a, a full lineup, a full lineup of football. It never stops on the college football experience. Make sure you subscribe. We talk college football year round here. We talk college basketball year round on the other feeds so subscribe to the college basketball experience as well. It never stops. All right. The train never stops. And this episode, I'm really excited because I should just cue some music. Yes. What have I told you we had on a guy very familiar with the FCS playoffs, very familiar with lighting it up with huge wins on the road in the FCS playoffs. And I'm talking about friend of the program, former quarterback at Southern Illinois University. Stone Lepanowitz, yes. I'm excited to have Stone on the show. I've been wanting to get him on the show for a while, actually. And uh, we're going to have him on. We're going to talk 
FCS playoffs because stone, no stranger to the FCS playoffs. And uh, then we're going to talk a little, we're going to get a, give out an army Navy prediction because we're both Americans and that's what you should do. And, uh, and then we're going to talk a little stones from Miami. We're going to talk about the hurricanes and Mario Cristobal and, and what uh, the excitement around the hurricane program. So with no further ado, let's welcome on stone Labanowitz joining us on the college football experience. Look, I've been wanting to get this guy on the show for years now. All right. Years. <laughs> Former, former FCS FCS playoff road winner. The playoffs. I was gonna mention it. <laughs> Hold on, dude. I did my due diligence here. <laughs> Give it up for Stone Labanowitz, former, former Southern Illinois Saluki quarterback. And look, do I need to drop the 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 two hundred sixty four yards on the road, Ogden, Utah, two touchdowns, one interception, and need I mention? Need I mention <laughs> FCS playoffs? Less like ten seconds left. They got a fourth down. Uh, they're down, I think, four points. He Don't. finds uh, this is last spring, guys. This was a ma- an amazing game on the road. Beats Weber State, a team that has been very good in the FCS playoffs. How you doing, Stone? I appreciate you hopping on the show, brother. I'm doing all right, man. I'm glad I'm on right now. This is my favorite time of the year. You know, we talk about the college football playoffs and the FBS and the FCS, and we're FCS guys just because of the bracket, just because it's more fun and more shit can happen. So this is my favorite time of the year. Just glad I could share it with you. Let's Dude, get it. Well, well, look, I've long lobbied for a large playoff in the FBS. I watch it on the FCS year after year, and I say, "Gosh, this is fantastic!" You know, uh, whether it was plays like you last year uh, against Weber State or or other big games that I've seen throughout the throughout the East Tennessee State last week. But uh, right, so yeah. East Tennessee State last week and the Incarnate Word San yes, Houston State yes. game. I mean, like, like if if Incarnate Word would have won the bracket be in chaos right now. The lines would be there. It'd be more chalky than they already are. But yeah, like you mentioned, East Tennessee state to score with two minutes left to get the onside kick to score again in 30 seconds and go for two against a team that had no business beating. Yeah. Yeah. And now now they're coming against like a Goliath in North Dakota state. Like there's so much, I feel like every year the FCS playoff comes around there's just more and more reasons of why the F- FBS should turn to this, this, this style bracket. It makes no sense. We're just giving them reasons every year. Yeah. I mean, look, I made the case now I'm not, an, I, I, unfortunately I'm not a big Ohio state guy, but I made the case that I was like, man, if they got in, if they got in because you know, they, they're a speed team. And if they had played Michigan without the snow, now I don't want to take anything away from Michigan. They beat them the whole game, but I right. would say, man, that's a perfect opportunity where uh, you know, I think if Georgia played Ohio State tomorrow, I would probably take Ohio State based on what I saw from that secondary against Alabama. Now, maybe they make changes. I don't know, but I just know that a large playoff I think is the answer because I think with 130 teams just having four, I think is just absolutely. I, I don't even understand how it ever came to fruition. What? <laughs> who? Who? Who was like, hey, let's let's choose four. <laughs> and it's gotten to the point now where so I work at Hard Rock Stadium, so it was big commotion after that Saturday you know, what game we were going to get. Cause we host the orange bowl. So it was, what game are we going to get? And it's like employees, coworkers, fans were like waiting all day, what we were going to get. And it came around at like two and it's like, we're praying. We get these two teams. None of us are even fans of like, cause we only get two. It's like, well, I'm kind of an Alabama fan. So I want Alabama to come And really, you know, we could be hosting it. There could be plenty of teams coming in and out. So I'm with you. Yeah. I, I know I've always been with y'all when it comes to this. 
I, I would love, I mean, I think, I mean, Mike Leach, uh, a friend of the program of ours, Mike Leach, uh, you know, legendary Mississippi state coach, air raid creator. He was mean was, God. Mean yes. God. Yes. Mean, mean God, God. Right. And, and he was uh, the first time on our show, uh, you know, years ago, he had told us like, man, he goes, we're selling the college football masses are selling it short. If you do home games at these places all throughout the, the country, he goes, I've been coaching in football 30 years. He's like, I've been at Valdosta state. I've been at, you know, all these different schools, Kentucky, whatever, Oklahoma. He was like, can you imagine home games? He goes, they just give away in the month of December. But meanwhile, we see D two or FCS D two D three all do it. So I don't know. Anyway, I'm excited to have you on the show because we are going through, we got four games, one on Friday, Three on Saturday, absolute fire games. Uh, we'll, we'll get we'll start it off here. The Montana Grizzlies, who punted on the season last year, essentially. I think they played one game. <laughs> they are traveling to Harrisburg, Virginia, to take on James Madison. And and as my my co-host, who's not with me here, will tell you that JMU, you know, was really the best team in the country last year. They folded. They, they, the crazy scenario happened <laughs> in the FCS. Uh, what quarterfinals against yeah. uh, Sam Houston State? He thought they had them beat, but uh, here they are hosting a game, and 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 lucky enough they're playing this on Friday because on Saturday I think it's going to be a monsoon in Harrisonburg. So this is happening on Friday. I don't see weather. Um, right now, Virginia or JMU is laying six and a half points. Six and a half points at home to Montana. Montana has been good. They beat Washington of the Pac-12, yeah. a team that. Many people had uh, winning nine, ten games this year. What, For sure. what, what are you doing here? Um, it's kind of the case of like, who do you want to fade? And and I think Montana's on a heater right now. I'm a huge Eric Berrier fan, Eastern Washington. Yeah, he's a baller. And he's a baller, dude. Baller in the stat, dude. He threw the ball eighty times last week. <laughs> he was like forty-seven of eighty, with like five hundred plus yards, and I don't know how many touchdowns. But I'm a big Eric Berrier fan. And before Montana and Eastern Washington, I was like in my head thinking, I don't know what Montana has to do to win this game. I'm curious. I'm excited. I'm gonna watch and see because I don't know pregame how they win this game. And it was just Ben, don't break defense. And they kept the electricity on offense. They just didn't care what their defense were doing was doing. And I kind of know what it feels like. You just kind of got to separate yourself from that defense. And Montana just stepped on the field offensively and scored and scored and scored and scored. And I was just like really impressed. And I'm like, okay, here comes JMU. Like they have to have the same mentality. So like to me, they looked so good with their game plan and how they executed it last week that nothing changes this week. And those are my favorite weeks as players when you play the game and then your game plan really doesn't change. You just roll into that practice. You get to kind of change the practices around a little bit because of personnel, but it just feels the same. So I think they're riding a, a high right now offensively. <clears throat> and speaking on JMU, that, that I think it's the youngest offensive line they've had. And Montana is the, the most blitz team in the FCS. I think the highest rated blitz team in the FCS. I, I, I don't know. I, where I saw that, but they showed a list and Montana was in there and I just matched that up with a young offensive line. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I'll go Montana. If there's, I don't even think there's any upsets on this, this four game slate, but if there was one, I like Montana. They looked great last week. So did JMU though, of course. Well, I mean, uh, JMU is one where you think, okay, this, this place will be lit. Well, much like Montana was last week, but um, Cole Johnson's 
you know, as a guy that I was somewhat of, of a skeptic last season, all right. I thought they were kind of a run heavy team that, yeah, you know, he's had got moments where he looks all right. This dude is lightening up this year. He's got 37 yes. touchdowns and just two interceptions. So he's quickly <laughs> shutting me up. <laughs> um, it was the battle. Of, it was the battle of the Coles last week. It was Cole <laughs> Kelly and Cole Johnson and they duked it out. Yeah. And, and I mean, look, Montana, obviously no stranger to going on the road with, with going to Seattle and taking down Washington. That's a lit place. That, that's a really loud stadium that I don't think a lot of people on the East coast know that the uh, Seattle can get really, really loud. So I, and another thing is I don't think weather these boys are from Missoula. I've been to Missoula, right. Montana. Um, I, I, I don't think weather will bother this team. Even if it did rain, I don't think it's going to rain. I think it's going to be a cold night, but uh, yeah, I mean, six and a half points. Look, I went JMU just cause I thought Patty C had something. My buddy Patty C here. I thought he had something when he said they're pissed off cause of the way they were seated. And he, and 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 he thinks that they're in fu mode because the fact the FCS playoffs had them or the, the rankings had them number two all year and then they got number three. So I went JMU, but I don't feel great about it because Montana has proven time and time. I mean, first off, this program has been great for like twenty five years. I feel like right. thirty years. Um, so it would not surprise me one bit if uh, if Montana came and got the win there. Okay, Saturday morning, this one. The whole Northeast is getting rain. All right. So Villanova will be playing at home in the rain against South Dakota state. Now, you know, I did this one with, on my show with, with NC Nick and he was, he was all over the, the rain angle and saying, Oh, they got to go cross country. Uh, Villanova is coming off a scare to Holy cross. Holy cross almost won that game. And yeah. And, but South Dakota state, they, I feel like, man, they were so close to winning a national championship last year. Uh, they got a stud running back in Pierre strong that I, I was telling Patty, see, I think this guy will be in the NFL. Um, uh, what, what what are you doing here? The spread uh, currently, let me just double check this to make sure. I think it was just a touchdown. I think think it's still a touchdown. It it still is. I'm checking it right now. Um, what, what are you doing here? I actually, I, I went South Dakota state, but I'm curious to see what you're doing here. You mentioned the weather and it seems like every single one of these games, there's weather involved, but South Dakota state's going to tote the rock. I mean, they, 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 that's what they're going to do. We know that I, I found a statistic. Villanova has lost the 14 of the last 15 games when they haven't outrushed their opponent that you're, 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 fu- you're doomed. Yeah. You're doomed. And this weather. So you mentioned Pierre strong. Isaiah Davis is healthy again. That's who carried him through the playoffs last year. Two, three was the one who stepped in for Pierre when he got hurt. And we felt the wrath of that kid. We know what he, what he brings. So there's a two headed monster. Ola Dokun's able to use his feet. And if there is weather, so there's three of them in the backfield that are going to be able to do damage on the ground. And I, I just think this one's a no brainer due to the fact that me, I mean, I know what South Dakota state brings on, on defense and Villanova goes as Daniel Smith goes. If he plays bad, they lose. If he plays good, they win. There's not much more that that team has to offer in my opinion. So I'm going South Dakota state. They're going to pound the rock and and I think they control the clock. And if they didn't have a, a lapse in that second half against Sacramento state last week, which was 24, three at 24, zero at one point, if they didn't slow down, they would have ran them out the gym and this would be a 10, 11, 12 point, 12 point game, but it's not. Dude, that, that game I left, uh, you know, uh, I went home, I was here at the studio and I thought, uh, you know, I, I put a, a pretty large bet in on South Dakota state 
And I thought I had that. Went home, went home to the wife, and then I find out that Sacramento State backdoored that line. So yeah, they backdoored that line. They stopped them on fourth and one. Yeah. They would have had the ball in plus territory yeah. going to win. Yeah, man. I mean, talk about a scary, scary. I didn't even see the ending. I had to pull up the highlights on YouTube, right? Because I had to go home. But uh, I think that, that the elements favor. South Dakota State. This is a team that plays outdoors. This is a team that uh, shouldn't be. I mean, yes, okay, they got to go across country, but uh, I still think they're the better football team, and I think it favors them that that this is a going to be a grounded pound game, most likely. So uh, yeah, Nova Villanova they pl- <clears throat> they play a three three stack on defense. So really, you know, for dummies, you put five dudes in the secondary back, really an umbrella. <clears throat> but that three three stack, you're. You're, that's not a recipe for success. You're going to have to change. I guarantee you that's not how they start the game, but that's their bread and butter. That's what they do best is put the umbrella over quarterbacks and make teams run the ball. Well, now you get a team that wants to run the ball in yeah. elements that do favor them. So you're going to, I guarantee you, they don't come out in the, in their, their strongest, you know, defensive set that they usually do. That's going to give them trouble. It'll take them time to adjust. They'll be making stupid mistakes that they usually don't make. I bet this this week of practice has all been predicated on coming out in a different defense. I guarantee it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you make a great point. And look, I'm going over the South Dakota State stats right now. And Pierre Strong, who's a great running back, rushed for over 1,500 yards with them right now. And I know you mentioned Isaiah Davis, but Pierre Strong is four for four throwing the ball this year, 62 <laughs> yards and four touchdowns. This guy. This guy's the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. <laughs> those are my favorite running backs, man, because those are the kids you got to respect. You put nine in the box and you, and you just give them a toss sweep or you just an outside zone or whatever. Like it is a reverse. Of course, everyone comes down because they're afraid of hell as this kid. And I mean, just, I don't know what the throws look like. Neither do you, but I don't know if he's just flicking them out there. He's letting them fly, but I would assume the whole defense is coming at him and he's just flicking them out. There. Dude, he's a touchdown machine. His, his QBR is what? Like 500 or something. So I don't like, know. Like four, like four or 500. Uh, Okay. Next game. Now I'm very curious what you're going to do here because man, last year, I know my brother was a huge fan of Eric Schmid, Eric Schmid at Mm -hmm. Sam Houston state. Now I do believe they're calling for rain in Huntsville, Texas last as of yesterday. I haven't checked it today. Um, They are hosting the Bobcats of Montana state. Uh, Montana state was impressive last week because I actually I leaned to taking the Skyhawks up there on Bozeman and Montana State laid it on them. Um, this this is a game where you got the reigning champs. Now we we just alluded to this a second ago. They got a scare. Sometimes I think that's a good thing when you get the scare and you survive it and you move forward. But they're a five and a half point favorite right now. Um, or actually, no, it's it's moved to seven. I'm checking it right now. Yeah, I, it, I have it at seven. Yeah, it's moved to seven. Sam Houston State. Laying seven, I tell you what, I I kind of like take. I mean, I know Montana State's had problems scoring on the road. That you think they woke up the Giants, or you think I, I'm going to take? You know what? I'm going to take the Bobcats. I'm going to take the Bobcats <laughs> catching seven. I think uh, Sam Houston is going to win close again. What are you What are I you doing would here? Love to see it, but I am such a fan of waking up the Giant. That argument, that concept, I think it it speaks volumes. And there's no place you'd rather go after something like that except for home. And guess what? They're undefeated in the playoffs at home. Like they have not lost a game at home, and, and most of them haven't been that close, especially when they're playing well. It's just a case of, of of playmakers at home in the right spot. I just think Sam Houston State rolls here. 
Why? What's his name? Azar? What's that one? What's 12's name? They're wide out. I mean, I think he's the biggest playmaker. He's the best pass catcher in, in all of FCS. Are we I, talking uh, about Cody Crest? Or are we talking about? No, it's 12. Ezard? Um, Ezard? Ezard, man. Yeah. That, that kid is a dog. Absolute yeah. dog. And, and we all learned about him throughout the later of the season, but he's played well this season. But there's one thing with me that makes me stand against Montana State. And I feel like every time I get on with you and the guys or anything I'm on, I, I, I like to fade shitty, sloppy quarterback situations. Mm. Montana State last week. So nobody knows what happens behind the scenes. I can't do enough. Well, I saw detective. someone announced that he was transferring, right? Is that what you're yeah, going to get? So, okay. so I can't do enough detective research and find out what happened. I mean, there's not that like much FCS coverage when it comes to like personal stuff. There's no rivals or 27, but apparently their starting quarterback who started the whole season um, was told something happened. I don't know, you know, really what the case was, but that he wasn't going to be the starter anymore. And before last week's game, he hit the transfer portal. <laughs> so, 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 so you're with this team for years. His name is Matt McKay. He's the one who was their starter and, and playing well throughout the season. And yeah, was told he wasn't going to be the starter, like in the playoffs or like later in the season, or maybe next season or something along the lines of that and it hits the transfer portal. So that has an effect on your team, especially if your team is telling themselves the whole time, you know, Matt's our guy and, and stuff. And now you're going to have a case of a younger kid coming in, trying to be Superman, trying to show the fans what he's got, show his teammates that he's the guy. And that's going to, that might work for a little bit, but um, Sam Houston says it's going to keep coming. We well, know that. And I think the problem is when you look at McKay's numbers now, granted, I haven't watched every Montana state game, but I did watch the brawl of the wild against Montana. And He's not, he's completing 62% of his passes for eight and a half yards, 8.2 yards of completion, 17 touchdowns and just three picks. So it's not like he's playing horrible. I know <laughs> that's a, that's a really crazy scene right there uh, going on in Bozeman. Um, but uh, I think you make a decent point. I'm looking at the schedule here and Montana state's offense also on the road, they put up 16 again in an FBS matchup against Wyoming uh, against Portland state. They put up 30 which I think is their strongest output on the road. Their other road tests, just 13 against Weber state 23. Although they did beat Eastern Washington, that 23 points there is their offense. And then 10 against wash or against uh, Montana is their offense going to be able to keep up with Eric Schmidt. And, and like you mentioned, Ezard and, and uh, you know, they have a slew. I like that running back Raymond Jefferson too. Um, I think that's the real, the real, you know, nugget of the game that, that will, will pay off potentially in Sam Houston's favor is can Montana's state's offense stay up to, up to par with Eric Schmidt and, and all these guys. So I agree. I agree. I think you're, you're, you're convincing factor. me. I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to switch over. All right. Uh, I gotta, I gotta cue. I gotta cue George W. It's easy to see a tide turn. All right. I'm turning the tide here. Give me Sam Houston. Give me the Bearcats. Uh, I just wanted, I want to see an upset and I think it, so do I, and I don't see it anywhere <laughs> on this freaking this slate. I mean, the, this whole FCS playoffs have been so damn chalky. So many big favorites. <laughs> South Dakota state was unseated and favored by, I don't know what, 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 what was last week, 12 and a half yeah. or like, like, like points last week. And, and 
North, which I'll just save North Dakota State for this next segment. Go ahead, let's keep it going. Well, well that's the thing is like I I can already see my Twitter blowing up saying uh, after all if there goes chalk next or this weekend they'll be like why do we need a the, see they had a four team playoff they got the four teams right <laughs> and I'm like exactly yeah, exactly yeah. <laughs> so uh, final game on the slate is uh, East Tennessee State you know. They had a. We alluded to this earlier. There was a wild, wild game uh, last week as they were very fortunate to take down Kennesaw State with a, with a, scoring 15 points in the final two minutes of the game. But the Buccaneers. This is a team that did beat Vandy by 20 points, almost three touchdowns. I mean, I know it's Vandy, but still, they could flex they that SEC. What up, up SEC? They dominated them <laughs> up front. That I. I, I doing research this past week. And, and then immediately when I watched them finish that game last week, I immediately went and started like watching that Vanderbilt game. And it, all it did was make me more confused about this team. I'm like, <laughs> I just, I, you know what? I don't know what this means. I don't know what any of this means. So I I'm still confused about this, this Buccaneers team, but I, so I have no clue. I have no clue. Well, they're catching a big number. And I, uh, let me just make sure this number hasn't moved from last night when I was doing the show. It was 22 and a half. Let's see right now. It's 26 uh, I, and a half. It's they're getting lo- I was going to say I'm looking at 26 right now. Wow. I mean, they're just begging me to take them, right? They're just begging <laughs> me to take like I mean, I get it. The North Dakota State in the dome historically. That's a really hard place to come and win. But Yeah, t- it is. And it's and it's the case of just it's a letdown spot for East Tennessee. I mean, it's just so simple. Like, like I guess when you're when you're when you're <clears throat> capping this game, so the oh, it's at forty nine and a half. Yeah, you just gotta like scenarios. You gotta throw them in your head. And I've seen with this North Dakota State team, they romped my beloved Salukis last week, and I didn't. I'm surprised you didn't mention it. I appreciate you, uh, dude. I had to go light on you on that, man. I, I, because I'll be honest, I bet on the Salukis to cover. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Well, so did I. Okay. Well, so did I. <laughs> and I turn it on and every single third down North Dakota state was in was third and one, third and two, third and three. Every third down SIU was in was third and seven, third and nine, third and 10, third and eight. Anytime in situations in the red zone on, on second and fourth, they put themselves in the same situations on third and one. And just, it's just, the, it's, it was like watching new England the other night, like this team situationally. <laughs> is so good. And I don't know if you saw, but I was hanging out. Um, Nick Hill, the head coach at SIU flew down to Florida and we chopped it up for a little bit. And I'm like, man, what was it this year? Cause it's always something with North Dakota state. And he was like, it wasn't anything different. It was the goddamn O line. He goes, the kids are taught so well. And so robotically he's like, when our linebackers were in good position, he's like, those kids will just pull and be where they need to be. And without even like acknowledging it, like they, like every single one of the five guys was so on their P's and Q's that he's like, you could plug and place this O line in the big tent. You could give them a couple months and they can lead one of those teams. Like an, like an Iowa team or a team that likes to run the rock. Like they're that good. Well, I mean uh, their, their record against, I want to say their last six against the FBS, they're six and oh. So I mean, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. and some of those, I think there was, I think one of the, one or two of those were like K state 
you know, in Manhattan, Kansas. And I want to say they took it to Iowa in, in, in Iowa they city. Did. Yeah, they did. I mean, so this team is, uh, I mean, this program has been rolling for a while now, uh, but it's a gigantic number. So does that mean you're going buys in here? I mean, East Tennessee state, will they have any ground success? They got a nice running back in Quay Holmes. Who's run rushed over 1500 yards. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> well, the <laughs> North Dakota state teams doubled that. They have over 3000 rushing <laughs> yards this year, which I, 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 I saw the number and was like, you know what? I'm not even going to look that up. I don't care if they have 3000 yards and someone told me they did, they probably do. But here's what I'll say. And I feel like a complete loser for taking every single one of the favorites, except for, you know, Montana, I guess I had to plug a dog in there yeah. to keep myself sane. Cause I know they're all not going to win, but that there is my dog. So yes, I'm going to take the bison because I can see a similar scoreline to last week. Now, if you're looking at 26, what does that mean? Are you taking 13 first half? If they spit it out, that's where I would go. I would take the first half minus 13 and, and you'll probably get a lower number on most books, but I think first half. Yeah. We're going to see a 21 three. We're going to see maybe a 28, 14. And, and I, I don't know if East Tennessee is going to score that much. And I don't know what defensively they're going to be able to bring to the table, but with that, with that number at 49 and a half, I, I hope they get that themselves. I hope it's a 42, 14 game. That would be my prediction. So yeah, I think they cover the number, but I won't be surprised if they don't. It's a big ass number for a quarterfinal game. All right. So, so, so I, I went, JMU, which is a favorite. I went South Dakota State, which is a favorite. Uh, and you switched me to Sam Houston State, which is a favorite. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, I gotta take one dog. Give me the Buccaneers to cover this gigantic number. I'm just hoping it's a, a 48 to a 24 final. Like we get a couple right. garbage touchdowns late. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. But yeah, they're a vice grip, dude. They don't want to give you those touchdowns late. They like to rub it in everyone's face. <laughs> we will see Saturday, guys. Uh, well, the Friday night. Montana at JMU, and then Saturday these three football games. Before we let you roll, Stone, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta talk a couple things here. Navy, Army, you are a quarterback, so I know this game makes you vomit. I think <laughs> if I had to guess, but absolutely it, vomit. <laughs> they're calling for rain in the Meadowlands this year. They're playing it in the Meadowlands. They're not playing it at the link, and. The midshipmen are getting a touchdown and a half. The over under now it opened at thirty four. Now it's at thirty five. <laughs> Do not adjust your your computers. That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I, I mean it's it's really hilarious. Like the over under uh, stat projection for for I want to say it was uh, uh, Christian Anderson, the quarterback of Army, was uh, forty two yards. <laughs> Stone, I seen you throw the football all over the field, much longer passes than 42 yards. But what are you doing here in this crazy game? I know, uh, you know, this is it's the service academies. There's this is a big time rivalry. Seven and a half is that is that a, a, a too big of a number? Last year, Army won 15 to nothing. Maybe Navy's got that chip on their shoulder. You know, Nia Montalolo had a bad year, and I think maybe. <laughs> right. Maybe he can salvage this year if they take down the Black Knights at the Meadowlands. What are you doing here, gun to your head? I know, I know, it's not a quarterback-friendly game, but what are you doing? Gun to my head, I'm going Army again. I, I I've watched a lot of Army because they've been in good good underdog spots this year. So I 
you know, probably four times I've either taken their spread and I forgot who they were playing, where their line is like a plus 250 line. It might have been Air Force or, or somebody, and they stomped them. Yeah. So I've seen a lot of Army football this year, which is horrible. But and I, that's, I don't know why I got sucked into it. But I've seen them play, and the quarterback's playing with a lot of confidence. And I think just bottom line, they're a better football team than Navy. My dad was in the Navy. Oh, oh the, you can't I, tell him this. this. You can't tell him this then, right? <laughs> he was in the Navy for a while and he loves this game. And I feel just year after year after year, I got to fake it to him. Like, <laughs> yeah, dad, the game's like this, the game's this weekend. Like I can't wait. Let's, let's go. I sit on the couch and I'm just watching him excited and loving it as and a it quarterback. Like, it's just gotta beer, be so brutal. beer, beer, beer. I'm like, this is brutal, dude. This is brutal. But, but everything. And you mentioned it was going to be rainy and there's going to be snow. Yeah. Whatever, it's not going to be pretty, but it is like a circus act for me. I, I think it's theater, so let's go. I love it. I got Army though. I think they cover the button again. Double digit win. Yeah, and if you look, Army did beat Bailey Zappi in Western Kentucky. Bailey Zappi was firing the ball all over college football. Maybe that's who it was. Yeah. What was the score to that game? Thirty-eight, thirty-five. But Army was up huge. Western dressed that up. Western okay, dressed okay. it up. Then they, that's they, the game. So yeah. then I capitalized on that game because. I, it was lower than expected earlier. I'm like, wow, they're giving army some respect here. I'll sprinkle. And I sprinkled and they ran up 28 to seven or something early in like early second quarter. And I was like, Oh, and they did, I guess, make me sweat. I don't remember, but they made me sweat at the end. Or maybe I stopped paying attention and just let my ticket cash. Yeah, no, I think, cause I think I stopped, I think I might've took the same thing, but I know they were all big because I think I changed it to a different game. And then when <laughs> I saw the final score, I was like, Oh damn, Western came back. And, and but apparently friends of mine that were that are army football fans I do have a couple friends believe it or not that are army football fans and they were saying that now they got a couple scores later it was never really uh, I mean okay. sh- short of an onside kick with like five seconds left um, but all right he's on the Black Knights I'm gonna ride the midshipman just if I can get over a touchdown I'm gonna take I'm gonna take that's a fair argument yeah. you're totally good there. Um, but, uh, but uh, let me ask you this gun to your head on, on over or under the 30 it's gone up. Money is coming in on the over, which is crazy. When you consider the last 15 times this game's happened, the under is cashed. Is it, it really 15 and oh, in the last 15, 15 and oh, and, and I, I don't have the number. I want to say it is 42 and seven in the last 40. The under has cashed 42 times in the last 49. Yeah, I'll go under. <laughs> I'll go, I'll go 17, 14. 17, 14. Okay. Yeah. Right. 17, 14, it stays under. <laughs> there you go. There you 21, go. 21, 10. It stays under. There you go. go under. Exactly. 20. Go under. <laughs> I, I, I guess cause of the rain, I, I, I'm not looking, I see the money coming in on the over. So uh, look, public, public, uh, pu- public money. Isn't always the, the way to go there. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the under as well in the rain. Give me this thing. Okay. Now, before we get you out of here, stone, I got to ask you are a South Florida guy, the hurricane, you know, questionable, questionable, uh, the way that this thing went down. I think a lot of people have, uh, you know, said that, man, it's, it's kind of messed up what they did to Manny Diaz, which, you know, we can, we can argue that whatever, but uh, they finally got their guy, Mario Cristobal coming back to South Florida. He's a South Florida guy. He was at FIU uh, a long time, like about a decade ago. Um, what do you make of the hire? And, and what do you, I, I know that they said they're going to be paying the assistance number one in the ACC. We don't know who the assistants will be. I don't think yet, but what do you make? Oh yeah, of, we do. Oh yeah. Is that, oh, yeah, is that all yeah, is that, he's bringing, he's bringing majority of his staff. I, I, I 
didn't want to start out with this, but the offensive line coach he's bringing is arguably one of the most underrated offensive line coaches in the country. And Alex Mirabel, he's a Miami guy, just like Mario. And if Miami needs anything, it's offensive linemen. That is their biggest struggle in the past. I would say five, six seasons that the fans have been complaining about a lot. And it's the offensive line. So there's one assistant surprised. You didn't mention the strength, the strength and conditioning. Coach. They, they brought him. Seen- Yes. Yes. The yes. legend. What's his name again? I, 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 I yeah. I just know. I just they, brought, know. They, they, <laughs> they brought his ass in. Like that's all we need. Hey, look, so hey, they look, brought handlebars in. Yes. Listeners, listeners, Google Oregon uh, strength and conditioning coach. This guy, it looks like, uh, it looks like, I don't know, like, um, uh, like a dude on steroids. That was a character in clue. All right. Like a dude. I mean, absolutely. <laughs> You're right on there. Who uses, who uses the weight chalk and it snorts the weight yeah. chalk in the weight room before, before the lifts. He's crazy. And I think Miami's had a case of too cool for school recently. And a guy like that and like a military, like crystal ball guy who knows how to speak is going to be able to turn this thing out. But I think it's such a good hire. I love the argument that he wouldn't have made the move if Tyler Van Dyke wasn't the quarterback and playing well, because it's easy to come into this situation. Man, Mario's always had a pass with decent quarterbacks. So I think he took the job knowing that that quarterback is intact and that it's concrete, which is a great idea. In my opinion, that's how you start. That's the foundation that you need, but I think it's just the right coach at the right time. I think there's going to be enough buzz around the city of Miami and from, I don't know, I'd say Orlando down that he'll be able to keep it in home as far as recruiting goes. Obviously, no one in Florida has been able to really dominate the state, but I think Cristobal has the most ability to do that. And I think because there's so much hype, what do kids like nowadays? Hype. They like hearing good stuff and 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 being a part of the, you know, the trends. And I think when he got hired, there was so many recruits I saw with Miami offers or that were tied to Miami that we're like asking questions on Twitter. Like, what do y'all think? I, how do I look into Miami Jersey and stuff? And I think there's enough proper buzz and there usually is in these, like every, what, five years with Miami, right? New hires, new, yeah. new hires, new hires, we're bringing Mark Rick, they get rid of Randy Shannon, whatever it is. And now we just kick Manny Diaz out of the club. But I think this is the right coach at the right time. I think the offense is trending upward that he, once they realized their season was gone midway through Manny threw in all the young kids. And the young kids performed so well, enough to the point where kids are entering the portal, older kids who were supposed to play are entering the transfer portal. So there's a good foundation of young players, a quarterback. Crystal ball is a badass. He actually was coached by my high school head coach. He was his very first quarterback. And I was his very crystal ball was my coach's very first quarterback. And I was his very last. Wow. Um, so I, I always, um, when he beat Oregon, I retweeted something, but when Oregon beat Ohio state and he shouted out, you know, shout out to my head coach for being here. It was pretty cool to see that. Cause you know, that's my man as yeah, well. Yeah. So there's a, like a, a kind of a direct family tie. Cause they're very, very close. So I kind of get some inside scoop hearing some stuff from them when they have phone calls and stuff. I'm so damn excited, man. I think everybody's excited. I don't think anybody's hurt well, about and, what happened to me. And, and for a long time, I mean, Mar- Mario Cristobal, look, I, I, I don't want to say that I've been, I mean, the, the listeners know at, at Oregon, I was a skeptic in certain games of his coaching, but there is no knocking. The guy can flat out recruit. He can flat out recruit. You've seen it at, at every place he can do. And, and Miami has so much talent that if he can just put a fence up uh, and, and recruit in, in a way that he, he's proven before, 
I do think the Canes will be back and rolling. Uh, it'll be exciting to see what happens there with the future of the ACC. Who do they get as OC? Because Morehead's Morehead's Akron's guy now, right? We're hearing a lot. Yeah, he is. We're hearing a lot about Joe Brady. Wow. And he's a yeah. He's from Miami Lakes. He's been down here for a while before his kind of career took off. And I've seen some stuff. And you know, who are you going to believe? But a lot of mutual interest stuff. So I, if I had to guess, kind of my head, I'd say Joe Brady comes along. He's from Miami Lakes. He would rather be home, and there's nobody you'd rather be home with from a guy who's coming home as well. So I think Joe Brady. That would be at, that would be a home run hire, and then that would yeah. I mean, wow, could you imagine that? I know he's he's out with the Panthers, but we saw the difference that LSU offense had with and without him. Obviously, he had Burrow too, so we can't fully say it was all on Brady. But um, uh, that would be a huge hire. We will we will to, you're gonna be our Miami guy, dude. Every time we're gonna. Please. We're gonna we're gonna get you on the show, and I, we're gonna want some intel. FIU also went and hired uh, my guy Mike McIntyre. I think that's a good hire. Um, I didn't. I, I I didn't. I saw it, but I didn't kind of get into it. But I'll pay attention because FIU has been a wreck, dude. I understand. I mean, Butch Butch Jones. Uh, I mean, I'm Butch sorry, Butch Davis, Davis uh, had gone out and said, like, I mean, that was kind of ugly. I think the way things ended down there uh, with with Butch Davis and FIU. Calling out the administration and the and, and maybe rightfully so, from what I understand. But, mm-hmm. uh, dude, I appreciate you having on or coming on the show. And everyone, go out there, follow my guy Stone Labanowitz. He's on Twitter at Labanowitz Stone. And uh, yeah, appreciate you, man. And let's kick back and watch. Maybe, maybe one of these quarterbacks will impress me the way Stone Labanowitz did in Ogden, Utah, last time we saw the FCS playoffs. We'll see. Maybe the defending national championship quarterback. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know, but he's out there. Maybe, maybe. I appreciate (laughs) you. Thank you so much. And uh, we look forward to having you back on the show, Stone. Absolutely. That was awesome. Chopping it up with former, former Southern Illinois Saluki quarterback, Stone Labanowitz. He's great to have on the show, too. He's just knowledgeable. He's breaking down stuff. He's just, he's kicking ass all all on all fronts excited. I got to get him on the show more often. All right. He's our Miami Intel guy. All right. Uh, look, I want to tell you the college football experience is brought to you by tick pick. Yes. College football's championship weekend is behind us, but bull season is almost upon us. And obviously the FCS playoffs and I guess D two and D three playoffs. Um, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet for tickets to see, you know, your favorite team play in their bowl game this winter because tick pick. Yes. That's tick pick. That's T I C K P I C K is the original no fee ticket site. And the only one you'll ever need as your go, you know, as your go to essentially for, for basically every little thing you would get for tickets, so, you know, college football, college basketball, NFL. Uh, if you want to go see, you know, whatever concert is coming into your town, this is and when I first heard about this, I thought this was fantastic because I go to a lot of college football games. I go to a lot of college basketball games. I go to a lot of concerts. So I know all about that service fee that they rob you with. I took my wife to a, a baseball a, a angels game a couple months ago. Uh, and I wanted her to have the experience. It was early in the season. So we didn't know how bad they were, <laughs> but I wanted her to have that experience. She had never been to a baseball game. And I, I basically was like, okay, we're going to, if we're going to go, we're going to go, we're going to do this. Right. I'm going to get front row tickets right behind the, right behind the catcher. All right. So I go and I pay a, a bunch of money for these tickets, but the service fees were brutal. It was almost like I was buying a third ticket. So when I first learned that TickPick didn't do the service fees, they got rid of them. I'm all on board. 
All right. And it lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their college football tickets. Uh, you don't believe it. Well, you better believe it because I'm telling you, if you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, tick pick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. Visit tick pick today uh, at tickpick.com. Once again, that's T I C K P I C K.com slash S G P. That's tickpick.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by WinBet. Uh look, WinBet, uh, look, if you're ready to win money and boost your odds, WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. And we're bringing the excitement of uh Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports from college football, college basketball, NFL. NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, and more. We got you covered. And they got some awesome brand new bonuses. I mean, new users can bet $1 and win a hundred on any sport. All right. How easy is that? Plus whatever your first wager is, WinBet will match it 200%. IE, if you throw down a hundred bucks, you'll get a $200 free bet. The max for that is 750, which means they match it 1500. So you got to check out win bet and uh, sign up today to receive a special offer, a risk-free thousand dollar sports bet, bet big, win bigger with win bet, download the win bet app now, or visit winbet.com. And uh, look, I also want to tell you, you got to check out prize picks. Um, look, prize picks is, I think it's a, it's one of the coolest things. I know my, my brother, NC Nick, he is always on this thing. He's texting me these things. Look, I, I try to get in there as often as I can, but I'm telling you, this this is uh it's basically you're suge- you're selecting over unders on player stat projections. So when it comes to college football, as I alluded to with Stone, Christian Anderson, his over under on passing yards is 42 and a half. And believe it or not, as much as I think Christian Anderson is a fine option quarterback at Army, I'm gonna bet the under. It's in the rain. I'm gonna bet the under. And but what's great about this though is you, you had to select anywhere from two to five players, but then you go out and you can get, you can mix sports. So like if I wanted to do Marcus Carr for the Texas Longhorns, he's playing uh Seton hall. Well, I can, I can say, okay, Marcus Carr over 10 and a half points. And then that can be my bet. It's a really cool thing. You can go through all these different players, NFL, whatever, whatever you want. Uh, th- they have it. So I, I really cannot recommend prize picks uh, enough. So check that out and also check out better fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league so you can bet on the matchups. How cool is that? You can check them out at betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. And that's B-E-T-T-O-R fantasy.com slash SGPN. And also check out SoBet. Yeah, SoBet. Let's get back to the roots of betting with SoBet. Go to SoBet.io slash SGPN. That's SoBet.io slash SGPN to join the revolution. Um, and also don't forget to grab that SGPN app. It's free in the app store, and Google play store. You get access to all of our picks and podcast guest appearances by stone, Lebanowitz, bill Burr, Joe Theismann, Mike Leach. Yeah, we got it all. And it's all for free. All right. So don't be a fool. Go grab this thing. Don't forget to toss up an app review and download the SGPN app today. All right, folks. Well, look, we got a busy college football weekend. All right. We got four FCS playoff games. We got a Army Navy matchup. We got NFL Sunday. 
We got the gray cup in the CFL happening Sunday. It don't stop. And we got a fully loaded college basketball slate. Like I said, subscribe to the college basketball experience, subscribe to the college football experience. And don't forget to give my guy stone Labanowitz a follow on Twitter at Labanowitz stone. Yes. You got to do that. And uh, yeah, I'm on Twitter at D Colby D the college football experience is on Twitter at TCE on SGPN and the sports gambling podcast network is on Twitter at the SGP network. Follow them all. And uh, yeah, let's have a great weekend. All right. This is the college football experience FCS playoffs with stone Labanowitz style. You better start thinking about yours and we out of here.